What up, world? What up, world? What up, world? What up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. You got the beautiful untherapist with us, Lady J. How you feeling? I am feeling amazing. Hey, I'm Therapy Base. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to the, all the Pisces out there. Uh, am I Pisces? Oh, yes, I am. We going to say that. <laughs> the best good. sign. The best sign. The young got legs. Man. Please talk to me. Yeah, watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> you outnumbered. It's three to two. <laughs> hey, it's your days. How you feeling? I feel good. You know, I, I feel like I always say this, but I just, I can't complain. Like That's good. That's, that's a good mindset to have. Chef Shay told to me. I'm doing good as well. Can't complain about, you know, anything. The year's, you know, going on strong. I'm ready to get into our next uh, session here. That's what I'm talking about. Part two is loading. Jelly Gels, talk to me. How you feeling? I'm so happy to be back with you all and just as, as excited as Lady J. We're back. We're better than ever. Don't forget about us. That's it, man. It's like Christmas, the favorite time of the year. Coach Ferns, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great, and I'm feeling great. Part two is loading. Listen, last week, if you didn't tune in, I need you to tune in. We were talking about, um, we were speaking about, does the old you ever leave? Um, and the ladies made a lot of great points. So we're going we're gonna to tap back into some of the points. Days your days. I asked her a question in the last session. We didn't get to it. Uh, and maybe we'll get to it later. But she said something that was key. She said that you are the villain in someone's story. Days your days. Do you remember that? I absolutely do. That's what I'm talking about now. My question to you is, mm-hmm. is anybody's story that you don't want to be the villain in? Is there anyone's story I don't want to be the villain in? Yes, That's what you mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not want to be the villain in my close family and friends story, but I understand that there's going to be some things that we may just don't see eye to eye and how they perceive it. I might be the villain, you know? When I say you might be the villain in someone's story, I'm not saying that's a forever title, you know, but I think you're going to have a moment maybe in someone's story that you may not have thought that you might be a villain. There's probably so many stories that you're the villain and you might not even know just because they're not speaking on it off of the strength of, end quote, the relationship. So to answer your question, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a villain in any close family or friends but i understand that like relationships shift you have moments and like i have close friends where i could be like oh my god she has completely ticked me off and you might be the villain on my monday you know what i'm saying but wednesday we're good again we're good you know we talked it out and you're back to main character energy so i guess that would be how i answer your question that's good now my question to you is, mm-hmm. you are seeking not to be the villain in somebody's story. Do you ever seek not to be the villain in someone's story? Or do you just hope that it doesn't turn out that way? What I mean is, do you ever alter, whether it's close friends, family, whether it's work, do you ever alter who you are inside? Um, the externalization of who you are inside, do you ever alter that so that feelings don't get hurt or so that people don't feel a certain way about you. Do you yeah. have to ever make those adjustments to be who you are? Because I know we spoke about, um, what was that? What was that uh, when you shift the, your voice and stuff like that? What do they call that? Mm-hmm. Um, code switching. Code switching. We, we talked code switching um, mm-hmm. some months ago. And I also read a book um, 
was, I believe it was either the four or five agreements. And they were talking about something similar to what you're saying. If you go and have, if everybody in your family or in your life had a movie about you, the movie would be different in everybody's room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you may think one way about yourself in respect to your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, your friends, mm-hmm. movie about you, the perspective would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ask you, um, do you ever adjust your authentic self to make sure that you're not the villain in someone's movie? I think subconsciously, right? Like, for example, I don't know if everybody has seen the movie Click. And if no. you haven't, the basis of Click is the guy, he... What, Will Smith? No, Click has um, been... I'm so bad remembering people's names. He's the... I don't want to say... Was it Jim Carrey? I don't know. Oh, I thought it was no. Adam Sandler. What the Adam Sandler. Yes, I was going to oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler. And the basis is that he... I don't was he being like a villain like I don't know he was just going through a lot and then he got the capability of pausing his life because he was just moving way too fast through life and I guess it was a fairy god guy or whoever was like you're doing a lot so I'm gonna force you to slow down so he had the ability to like click and pause and like act out in like whatever moment so like I say this to say for example, you might be at job, like at your job or organization or wherever, and someone has completely peed you off. And if you had the opportunity to like click pause, like punch in the face and hit play, you know, you feel like you got that aggression out and et cetera. So subconsciously, yes, you choose not to be the villain because like we were talking about before, like if everyone acted on feelings, we would be in a world of array. Um, because everybody's going to have what they did be justified. So yes, something can completely upset me and I am choosing to, let's say, walk away from the conversation or I'm choosing to respond in this manner. So to answer your question, yes. Like, I feel like there are instances where I am purposely trying not to be a villain my daily walk, I try to be a good person, you know, so I'm not waking up like it's smelling like villain today, you know, so <laughs> I tried to make like, you okay, even like look at, look at the news, right? And you mm-hmm. see, especially Florida is good for these oh, crazy God. stories. It's like, did Florida you man. Up? and sniff like chaos you know like when they be like they just florida man goes and i don't know like they like literally wake up and pick and choose violence like you could have chose anything else but you chose violence perfectly put like instead of going to kickboxing like you woke up and choose like violence over the world so it's like i wake up and i don't consciously choose that right Now, throughout the day, you might have tiffs or whatever, but I try to wake up and be a good person every day. So, yes, I think I thoroughly try not to be a villain in individual stories. I mean, I think that's most people. Nobody really, let me not say that. Most people I I associate with, they don't wake up and be like, I want to be a menace to society today. What can I do to mess things up? What can I do to cause mass hysteria? Like most people don't wake up on their killmonger, right? 
<laughs> they don't. So, and even if they do, it's a buildup, right? If you hear any tragic accident or tra- tragedy that ever happened and you ever talk to the person that did it, like the story behind it is like pain, distraught. Uh, they feel like nothing. They feel like there's nothing else they could do. Boom, villain error. <laughs> Right. So unless you're just literally like a menace to society and you just wake up and choose violence, there's usually something behind there's a story behind everything. Mm-hmm. Usually. But I would even know. I would even say like it doesn't even have to be something where like the person was triggered. Like sometimes you're just gonna end up being the villain because True. you were like say you was trying to just do good for yourself and somehow somebody felt some type of way towards you because like, you know, for instance, like folks who, you know, come into money or like, you know, start a business or whatever the case is and they elevate themselves. Some people are going to just say you the villain in their story because they're going to be like, oh, you change or whatever the case is and see you as a villain because you you know, done something good to advance yourself and they feel like you're acting different. Like those are ways you can also become a villain. Like it doesn't even have to be anything crazy. Like somewhere, somehow you can still be a villain to somebody because they just saw you as that. That doesn't necessarily mean you were trying to, you know, to, to violence. It was just like, you did one thing and it just, you know, whatever that, whatever Mm -hmm. happened after that, folks felt some type of way. Yeah, you don't even have to do anything sometimes. Some people just hate your aura. Some people just hate your glow. You you could be living your life, minding your business, and you'll still run into people who just don't like you. And mm-hmm. when you ask them why, they'd be like, well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Nothing. Right. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> like, and the people don't even have to know you. Like, I have, mm, whatever. So I know this. I have a soror, right? And she's just like, she's one of them people who can't mind her business. And because she's stuck in the loop of not being able to mind her business, she always mad, right? She always mad at somebody (laughs) talking about somebody, hating on somebody. And I'm like, did you know if you minded your business, they're going to keep making someone else's problems that you are not involved with your own. You would not, not like this person because I feel like the older you get, at least for me, like as an adult, in my opinion, there's no one I just wake up and dislike, right? There has to be a reason. Like, I don't just walk into, wake up and be like, I can't stand her because, like, honestly, I don't have the energy to dislike people like that, right? Or the energy that even put that out that I dislike somebody. If I don't like something, I just either, I either speak on it and let the chips fall where they may, or at this point, I just don't say anything or remove myself from the situation, right? I've never, like, I think as an adult, you learn how to not associate with certain people and not associate with certain situations that you could be made the villain in or you just don't want to be have any parts of. Like, you know that meme that be going around on social media that says, when I say you got a lot going on, that means I don't want no parts. That's exactly how I feel about <laughs> most things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, as soon as you say you got a lot going on, I don't want no parts of it. So I feel like there's people who make themselves the victim and choose a villain because for no reason. 
Again, mm-hmm. I may have a PhD in public policy, but I also got a PhD in mind in my business. So I don't insert myself oh. in, in situations that really don't involve me that make myself the victim and make somebody else a villain. But Shay is right. People do that all the time. You could literally wake up. Somebody's mad at you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, people, some people are just off. You know, I know we don't like to use certain words out here, but some people are just off, you know, mentally they're off. Um, but let me ask you, Lady J, since you're on that subject, um, has being your authentic self ever cost you anything? As in friendships, job opportunities, really, or anything? Because you are who you are, right? Or you, yeah. are who you have created yourself to be at this time of your life. But throughout those times, um, whoever you are, were at 27, 28, 29 may have not been the same, but you were who you were at that age. So has being your authentic self at any of those points in your life ever cost you anything? Um, I'm sure it may have in some capacity. I would say who I was between 18 and 25 um, definitely has evolved to who I am now. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, it's not new year, new me. <laughs> it's not a whole new person. It's just like my mindset has mostly evolved. And again, like I said, how I react, how I react to things have 100% evolved right? You can't get a reaction out of me, unfortunately. Like it's, that's too expensive of a gift for me to give people. So you can't have it. Like I, 90% of the times I say nothing. I hate to compare myself to Lori Harvey, but you know, in that interview that she recently, (laughs) I'm listening though. Do you though? Do your thing. I hear you. Be careful. Be careful with this. (laughs) I know I got to thread lightly. I don't want to you yep. know, <laughs> next thing Ferngo asks, have I ever dated a dad and a son? Face. Listen, <laughs> that was next. But no, you know how she says in the last, in a recent interview she did, somebody asked her about her dating life. And her response was basically, you know, I'm quiet. I don't really say much. So I leave people room to speculate or say what they want to say. Now that could have just been her PR covered over answer or that could be how she really feels but for me that's how I really feel about things so have I ever lost maybe friendships or whatever based on me being my authentic self maybe but then I kind of look at it as maybe those fr- friendships weren't meant to go to distance or if I can't be your friend and be authentic what type of friendship do we have I'm not a yes man not wait, a yes person wait, huh? wait. so you never being your authentic self said when you look back on something eh, I could have handled that a lot differently oh in that capacity of course I do it every other day I told y'all I'm a Pisces it depends <laughs> on my mood I told y'all that you make your Pisces sound like Gemini's right now hold on hold on okay 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 Pisces aren't like Gemini's but okay. Pisces do err on the side of high, being highly emotional and I don't mean sensitive all the time what I mean is we we be in our emotions and it's not a bad thing a lot of times we act off of emotions so yeah so if it's a situation specifically about yeah I could have handled that better absolutely there's a lot of things I could have handled better but I don't really put much fault on myself because I could only make the best decision with the information I have at that moment right I can't make a decision based on information I don't have, but hindsight is always 2020. So yeah, when I look back, of course I could have handled certain situations differently. Would I have, if I had the information I have now, 100%. 
but I can't fault myself for not knowing something back then and how I handled it. All I could do is think about this is what I know now and this is what I've done in the past. So yes, I can move forward. But I can't, I can't get mad at how I handled some if I didn't know. That means that you have given yourself the room to grow. And now absolutely. you're saying I could have definitely handled that well. I'm yeah, not absolutely. For how I handled that, because that's who I was at that time. But I do realize now that I could have handled that better. Well, well, let me be clear. Yes. When you say yes. I'm not going to apologize for how I handled it. It really depends on the scenario and what it is. OK, for a lot of things, it's, you know, it's above me now, unfortunately. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't go back to when I was younger and be like you know maybe i should have made different choices and my actions should have been different right i can't go back to fifth grade and i can't call up a girl from elementary school be like hey girl remember that one time (laughs) like no i can't do that however all of those experiences that i have endured and those lessons i have learned in these last 30 years of life and what more life to come and more growth to happen there, they are stuff I could all instill in my daughter when it comes down to it, when she asks me things and how to handle things because of everything I've been through, I could definitely, that's information I could sew back into her when she comes of age and, you know, when she does experience life. So yeah, of course, I think we've all, look back and be like, eh, we could have done better. But again, I think for anybody listening, all the therapy bays, you can't beat yourself up too much. If you only had, if this is, if this was your set of thinking and this is all the information you had when you made a certain decision, you only can make a decision off of the information you have or how you're feeling in that moment, unfortunately. So when you look back, if you're able to, whatever that decision was, reach back out to, if it was a friend and you now see that you were in the wrong, if, you're able to reach back out to them and you feel like it would make an impact and be like, Hey, I know this happened a year ago. Now I see I was actually really wrong. And I do want to let you know that express that to you. Absolutely. Be the bigger person and do that. But I think depending on the scenario, things are so far gone that you may not even have the opportunity, but if you do and you feel the need to absolutely do it. Have I reached back out to any friends I've lost? No, but you know, I'm still a work in progress. Okay. We're still growing. Yeah, that's, that's cool, but, you're, but you're, you've progressed enough. So let me ask you this. How are you on the forgiveness side of that? So that's you now saying, hey, I maybe could have handled that better, right? Or whatever it is. Now let's look at a friend or somebody you were close with who you're not close with anymore. Are you okay with being on the receiving end of that as well? Or somebody else who may have done you wrong coming back to say, hey, I made a decision based on the information I had. I really screwed up. You know what I mean? Let's fix it. Are you just as receptive from that end as you are to maybe reach out to somebody who you wronged? If I'm being real, my answer is no. However, (laughs) (laughs) however, (laughs) you know. um, Let me be honest, no. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a double negative for me. However, you know, I, I've said this to people, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but it's not something I'm embarrassed to say, but I will say I am not good good with forgiveness. I am not good with forgiveness. Okay. It is something I am definitely working on, but I have never been a forgiven person. That's just not in my DNA. It's like, and I think it's it's because it's not being immature or anything like that, is I have an issue with letting things go. 
it's like I can't. And you know, every time my mama be getting mad at me, she'd be like, you just like your daddy, y'all can't let that go. <laughs> so I want to say it's hereditary, right? So it's not even on me. It's no, instilled no. in me. No, no, no. I no, think no. it could be hereditary. No. But um no, 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 but no. in all seriousness, it's something I, I am actively always working on to forgiving it I don't even think for me it's the act of forgiving it's like even if you say sorry essentially and I accept it my issue then isn't with you it's really with myself because I can't let it go right so I think it's more of a me thing than a someone else thing I will possibly perhaps accept an apology but then again it's a me thing right that I work on that I'm working on it's just hard to let it go because like, and I hate to, and I've realized in a past situationship I was once in, they, they did something wrong and then they, they apologize. I'm like, okay. But then I found myself bringing it back up. Like something will happen like, but remember when you did. And I have to realize, you know, that's probably not the right line of action, but you know, I've never been big on forgiveness. It's just not my jam. But, you know, I'm working on it. So that's all that matters. That's tough because you said you're a person who gives people chances. So how yeah. does someone who doesn't forgive well give other people chances? Is that like setting yourself up for failure? Like just personally? I, I don't know. It, yeah, it may be. So I think, in, you know what? I like giving people chances because I like giving people grace because I feel like everyone deserves a chance. But at the same point, like, when I say it's hard to forgive, I think that also is because I give people so many chances, right? So if you give people, if you give someone one, two, three, four chances, and they're still doing the same thing over and over, do I have to keep forgiving you? Like, you know how they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over? And, okay, but you know, they say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a I actually looked it, it up one day. Just so boy actually posted it, so he said they said that. Okay, no, but, no, I'll go with that for now. But okay, but no, that is a quote. Somebody was like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a new result. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a real quote. Somebody actually said it in my work meeting one time. But um, <laughs> she could have been wrong. <laughs> but But yeah, I think that's my thing with forgiveness because I do give people multiple chances, which I think think it's a double-ended sword because it's like the more chances I give you it's kind of like the more opportunity that I give you for me not to forgive you if you keep messing up after chance number three four five so maybe that's something I need to work on and just cut people off after chance number one but then again even if I say that someone's going to be like well how do you know people won't change I'm like well which one is it so I don't think there's any perfect answer I don't know Shay what you think (laughs) Deja, what you think? Like, oh, guess not. <laughs> yeah, so, I couldn't unmute. I was stuck. I couldn't unmute my oh, <laughs> chopping. <laughs> nah, Deja, go ahead, jump in. I took too long. <laughs> oh, I'm cracking up because I came off and was like, and I oop, like, okay. Um I I don't know, Jahan. I feel like I would want somebody to provide me grace. Like, for example, a minor miscommunication. Do I necessarily want you to completely cut me off? You know what I'm saying? Like if we have a 15 year friendship, one minor communication to where maybe 
you're not happy on that end. I don't want you to not um, provide that grace to fixing it or not believing that it can be fixed. So I don't know how I feel like I don't I don't know how to word this. I think you and I are on the different end of the spectrum when it comes to you saying like, I don't forgive because I feel like I do because I want to believe that what's happening is a moment and not pure reality, if that makes sense. Like, so I don't know. Um, That's where I kind of stand with that one. So I would want somebody to provide me grace. So I provide it. Yeah, I think it's like a a balance between it. You got to just be, you just got to discern for like, each mm-hmm. person like when we were we were saying before about like hypothetically having that friend to stay over and all that stuff and like how we would handle that situ- situation like it just I feel like it depends on the situation in person like you may have one person who for like that particular example who will stay over and like put in the effort to you know help clean like try to pay you for you know allowing them to stay at your place or whatever the case is Mm-hmm. When one person may take advantage and be like, oh, this is where I come up. Like, I'm going to take their, you know, kindness and kind of manipulate it to come up from this situation. So mm-hmm. it's unfair to treat one person one way without giving them the chance um, to kind of like redeem themselves or whatever the case is. Like, it just, you just have to allow forgiveness and give people the chance, but then know when to stop those chances. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't and overextend it. And depending on the situation, right? Right, like, depending on the situation. You Correct. smack my mom, we have a different conversation. You know, like right, right. But you borrow my shirt without telling me. We've been cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. That, I don't want to say it's a character flaw <laughs> that was a you know a bad moment of judgment. Like you should have told mm-hmm. me you wanted my shirt, but I don't think it's. I'm never going to speak to this girl again. I just know. That made me mad. Exactly. When I'm mad, I don't forgive. Exactly like you said, like you have to discern the moment, the individual, the entirety of the situation. So I definitely agree. So I got to ask you. Again, work in progress. Again, I said I'm working (laughs) on it. This is the question I have, right? And and, um, Deja Days and Jelly Gels, let me know what you think. When we talk about giving grace, are we giving grace to an individual or are we giving grace to a situation or are we giving grace to a moment because it's kind of like are we giving this person grace across the board or are we giving this person grace in this particular situation but just grew up in another situation you may not get that same type of grace so mm-hmm. is it grace to a person when you talk deja or is it grace to that particular one incident i think a little of both like if i get into Let's say, for example, let's go back to the shirt example. If my close friend takes the shirt and never told me she took the shirt, I, I'm providing grace to both, right? Because you've been my close friend and I know and hope and pray that this isn't like a character flaw of stealing, right? I'm going to provide you grace as my friend because I'm going to assume that you meant to tell me, you know, you are going to apologize for it. I'm going to accept the apology. And then same with the moment, like it's a shirt you didn't take my grandmother's ashes. You know what I'm saying? So you took a flannel shirt that I, you took a flannel shirt that you're going to wear when I see you. So, you know, I'm going to see the shirt. So I guess it's, it's both. It has to be It's both. giving property theft to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we <laughs> like, taking on the shirt now? 
Does she get another shirt? Did can she now go in your closet whenever she wants after she stole the first shirt? Days your days. No, that's why I'm saying it, it's grace to both scenarios, right? Because I'm going to address you taking the shirt. I'm going to explain that you need to ask me before going into my closet and moving forward. You're going to ask me before going into my closet. Now, if the situation happens again, that's where Shay's, you know, discernment on how to handle situations. Okay. Now I need to decide you might just be sticky fingers. Maybe mm. I need to let you in my house. Maybe I need to only meet you outside. Maybe this isn't a friendship I want to continue. Let me reevaluate the friendship, you know? So that's why I'm saying like it's grace on the person and the scenario. But if, if you gave them, if you gave the person grace, right. And I get wisdom and all other stuff. If you gave them grace, but you also have in the back of your mind. Yeah. They're klepto. Is it really grace that they got? If they, if you can no longer continue the way you continued before, did we really give them grace? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Jelly Joes. I think it's completely for the situation, not the person. Okay. And I'll caveat it also by saying with grace comes accountability, right? So I can extend someone a certain amount of grace if I know how they are and I put them in a position to show up exactly the way that I know them to show up as, right? So I know somebody can't hold water. And I tell them about a surprise party I'm throwing for my boo. And they slip up and say, yeah, because when we see you on Saturday, you know, I know you can't hold water. Yep. It's, I, I have to take the blame for that. So I'm going to give you grace because I know that is not your strong suit. This mm. is my fault. I'm going to give you grace. But in situations like, hey, you took my stuff and you didn't ask me. And this is giving like crazy roommate vibes. That's not great. That's okay. You're now on my list to be watched. And should there be another situation? Oh, well, first, now that I've seen what you can do, we will have a conversation about boundaries. And once you cross that line, it's a done data. Like, it's not great for me when I know that now you've shown me something that you're okay with doing. I'm not okay with you doing that. So now I have to prepare myself to make sure that I look out for those actions in the future. Call it forgiveness. Call it grace. We're just going to say you're now on my list. And if you make another offense after I've established that boundary that this behavior is not okay, ask somebody else because you can't ask me. Matter of fact, you can't be around me. You can't be in my space. We can be cordial, but we're no longer friends. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand it. I understand what Deja was saying, hundred percent. I just know for me, it's situational. Um, it's never across the board. Like I may give you grace over here, but over here, nah, you're done. And it's just that simple to me um, because I can't afford for you to damage. It's like you know, at work, the one person screws something up. Yeah, your screw up outside of work may not cost you nothing. That same person screw up inside of work. And you can lose millions for your company. You know what I'm saying? So uh, with with grace comes wisdom. And sometimes I have to have enough wisdom for myself to say, eh, I'm good. Because I don't, I don't know if you can handle it. I can't trust that you have the ability to make the adjustment in your mind that this is important, this is not important. If I know you're a late person, right? And like you said, um, Jelly, sometimes just knowing the individual, the history with the individual. If I know you're a person who um, is late all the time, or you just take a long time to get ready. 
Let me not just say you're late all the time. You take a long time to get dressed, take a long time to get ready. And I say, hey, do you want to come work for me? Or, hey, do you want to be a part of this company? Or, hey, I'm vouching for this person. And they're late <laughs> all the time. Uh, you can talk grace all you want. But both of y'all are, are, are being looked at in the negative at, at this point. So it, it's very situational to me. Um, I can love people and still have wisdom with the amount of grace that I give out, you know? Yeah, and I think it also, too, comes to you really understanding who you let into your life, right? And and how you display yourself as a person. Because if someone took a shirt out of your closet because every single time they ask you for a shirt, you say yes, maybe they really felt like, hey, I'm going to let you know on my way to an interview because this is the only shirt that I don't have to iron. I'm already learning late for an interview. And this one, I don't have to iron that's in your closet. Like I'm, I'll text you on the train that I took your shirt. Right. Um, that, that situation I can see extending grace because every single time you said yes, and I'm in a, in an emergency in order for me to come up on some money. But if it's, we, we don't have that relationship. And you're literally just going shopping in my closet. Like, why would I extend you that grace? We, we've never established a precedent of me being okay with you borrowing any item of my clothing. So now it almost comes across as though you don't respect me because you really thought that I wasn't going to say anything. You really thought that it wasn't important enough for you to ask, knowing that we haven't established that precedent before. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if a situation like that deserves grace. Because I, and personally, I will feel tried. I ain't never told you you could borrow my shirt, but you're going to do it anyway. So I get, I, I completely see the interpretation on that. But that's just going to go back to like, what is important in different people's, I guess, like relationships, right? So how you're like, you tried me, sis. <laughs> you absolutely tried me. But to me, I might be like, okay, that's weird, but don't do that again. You know, right, like to me, the spectrums are different because maybe I don't care that much, right? And I may look out for you a little, hmm, a little more, see if you maybe do some other odd, odd things, you know? So I think it's exactly like what Fern said, like it's going to be where you, your boundary, right? Of like, I can't give you grace on that. Like, absolutely not. Like you put my family in danger, you know, like- that's unforgivable. Okay. But on this, this might be forgivable. This is not that deep to me. This I can look past. So I think it's just going to be, like you said, like situational. I think that's what makes it tricky though. Like, I'm not going to lie. It, the shirt thing would have been a big deal for me, especially in this. I've had plenty of roommates in my life throughout college. Not one of them have I ever let borrow a shirt. But I'm also very territorial and possessive over my belongings. So, you know, that's just another thing. But um, so for me, the shirt thing, even if it's something, let's not even use a shirt, like something little like that, especially knowing how I just said, you know, I'm kind of territorial over my things. Um, That's just how I am. If you took something like that to you, it's like, oh, it's just a t-shirt, right? But to me, knowing the type of person I am, right, that's a big deal. So I'm like, at this point, I can't trust you with nothing else if you're going to do something like that. But I guess I could see how to some people it's not a big deal, but I think that's just what makes it tricky. But then for me, that's not something I would have given grace with if somebody would have 
done something as simple as that, because again, to you is simple, but to me it's not. And then it's crazy because when I think back on some of the the some of the situationships I've been in with men, a lot of the discussions or the arguments that we used to have, right, would be about scenarios that would happen when I would be very like, why would you do that? Right. I hate to sound like Carisha, but she would be like, well, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carisha is a hard hitting journalist. <laughs> but like, think of, okay, so but, you bring Carisha, right? You bring up Carisha. Yeah. Good segue. So you know how you go on social media, people are like, oh, I couldn't be her. He having another baby. Oh, that's yeah. embarrassing. Yada yada yada. But to her, she's like, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Uh, I mean, uh, now, now Deja. Yeah. I, she, we I, talked I'm about off of what she is saying. I'm not, I can't. I no, can't but I'm, I'm saying he pulled up with a Bentley. None of us on this podcast drive no Bentley. So if he was to pull up with a Bentley and, okay, so, okay, speaking of Carisha, I actually, I've never really, the only episode of her podcast on Revolt I've ever watched was the one with G Herbo, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, right? Interesting. That's the only one I've ever watched. And I feel like Herb was sent by the culture to get the answers we really wanted to know about a Carisha. Because he yeah. was, Herb was, he was like going back and forth. He was like, you knew about that baby, Rish? You knew about <laughs> Like, Herb being them comments, boy, he, he being them comments of the shade room. So he went on there with a plan. So I think it's funny that you bring her up because remember, I'll say, on Therapy Bays, if you've been listening since day one, we have almost 50 episodes of this podcast now. So, the reference I'm going to make is probably from episode somewhere between 10 to 25. That's it. <laughs> so you're going to have to listen to them all to get the reference. We talked about dating. We talked about men and women. We talked about celebrities. We talked about different celebrities or different men or people that we date or women, people that we date, they have a different caliber of what they can do or can't do based on who they are. Mm-hmm. So I think Carisha... Well, it's probably accepting that from Diddy because he's Diddy. But you think she was going to accept that from her first baby daddy? <laughs> that no, she... I'm not even going there. I'm just saying, like, to her, that was okay. Now, the deeper ends, was it really with the Bentley, all of that? But I'm saying, like, to her, that was passable. To Lotto, that may not be. And we want to keep using celebrity. That's yeah, I saying, love Lotto like, too. Lotto just a different type of person. I, I I stand for Lotto, not because of her music. Because truth be told, I really don't listen to her music. And it's I like her just for her persona. And I've been watching Lotto on TV since she's been on the rap game. Mm-hmm. So it's I've been a Lotto fan for a minute. But if you ever sit and actually listen to her speak and her interviews and how and her mindset, you could tell she's different. I mm-hmm. really like her. So yeah, for a Lotto, that wouldn't be acceptable. Lotto, from what she says in her interview, she's not, she won't even show the media who she dated. And she was like, just know he rich and he all about me. Mm-hmm. But on, on the other hand, if we talk about Carisha, apparently, wh- what did she say? We dating, but you single, or we together, but you single, or whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah, that she said. We go together. Single. How can I get mad at a single man for having a baby? Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. I'm like, she said that. She said they single, so she can't necessarily get mad at a single man for having a baby. But 
this this comes into this comes into our session some some months ago about is this the new way people are dating and having relationships? Um, Apparently, they took sister wives to a whole new thing, whole new level. Sister wives, listen, we talked about you got to be a wife no more. You ain't even got to be a girlfriend. Sister girls, sister mistress. Y'all starting, hold on, y'all starting another session. Oh, wait, 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 put a pause in it, y'all. Listen, 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 every week we go through this, man. We always get into something that we don't want to stop talking about, but eventually these things have to come to an end. I need y'all to put a, put a plug in that because we're going to chop it up about that either next session or a session in the future, um, in the near future. But um, Lady J talks to me. What's the final thought about something that you heard today? Even though it's a continuation, we had a total different discussion. So talk to me. <laughs> Did you hear something you heard, something that you want to share with the people? In my shade voice, man, we talked about so much. We- <laughs> 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 um, one of my biggest takeaways, I guess, from what we talked about essentially to me is grace comes in many forms. Giving people grace comes in many forms. Forgiveness comes in many forms. And I think what I would walk away with from that is you just have to do whatever feels right for you in your own time. Yeah, makes sense. Jelly Jells, talk to me. I would say um, something that I mentioned earlier. You know, with grace comes accountability. If you know who a person is or how they are, make sure that you're moving according to how that person is and, and give them grace in situations where you know that you may have overstepped or stretched that person outside of who they are. I love it. Deja Deja, talk to me. Understand your boundaries. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Understand your boundaries. I didn't know you said that tonight, but that's and, cool. And stay there and keep them. That's, I love it. I love it. I love it. Chef Shay, talk to me. I agree. Um, make sure that you keep your boundary. And don't let people walk all over you. Like, make sure that when you're deciding who to give grace to, that you're not overextending it when it's not when when it's not deserved. No, hundred um, percent. For me, with grace, sometimes it has to be paired with wisdom. You have to know um, not you have to know where to give grace to, but you have to understand who you're giving grace to. Sometimes, and understand that some people, the grace you give to somebody, maybe them taking advantage of your kindness. Um, this has been a great session, man. This is a great part too. I loved every minute of it. We're probably going to end up going through this and finding some more stuff to talk about, but we appreciate y'all for tuning in to our sessions. Listen, follow us on IG at Untherapy Podcast. We have the beautiful untherapist with us, Lady J, Deja Days, Jelly Gels, Chef Shea, your boy Coach Ferns. We out.